0: Hey, Nelson H., alcoholic and a drug addict. It's not my real name, though, uh, but I am a real drug addict and an alcoholic, that's for sure. I had two things pop up recently in recovery that made me sit back and just think, holy shit, thank God for our sober great-grandfathers and great-grandmothers that founded this the 12-step programs because... Man, I don't know where I'd be without him, you know? The first one was we read a story called The Vicious Cycle. It's from the back of the big book. Um, I think it's maybe about the fifth story back there. Um, It was written by one of the, I guess, one of the original 12-step members, Jim B. He tells a good story. He's a good writer. And I identified with quite a bit in his story. In my experience, Alcoholics in 1940... Sure did think a lot like me in the 2000s. It's crazy sometimes how similar the thought processes are, even though we're from completely generations apart, you know. The story has some some bonkers things in there. First of all, he picked a sponsor who had three weeks sober. (laughs) Think about that for a second. He's got one day sober. He's looking at the guy with three weeks and being like, I need you, man. But that was pretty normal back then because recovery was a just a new thing. It was a new concept in this world. Three weeks was a long time with the pioneers of 12-step recovery, you know. We had to start somewhere. In this guy's case, in Jim's case, he writes about how his sponsor eventually relapsed and he died of this disease, which is a sad part of that story. But, um, you know, who knows how many other people had similar situations. I. I just feel so grateful that I've met people who have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I've met people with 50 years of sobriety that I could choose from as a sponsor. Um so I didn't have to like see who had 6 weeks <laughs> to be a beacon of hope for me, you know. Um Jim B also writes about how um about going to meet with a woman who needed help. She was still drunk and he writes how he ended up dating her and marrying her. And again, this is this wild, that is a wild idea. <laughs> My guess is that the phrase 13th stepping didn't exist back then. I'm guessing um that that's something that in recent years we've we've kind of put on that that situation. I'm glad that in the decades since then we've learned how harmful that can be. And um and many members are aggressive in squashing inappropriate 13th step advances. The other thing that jumped out at me was the way he described how contentious early meetings could be. And they didn't happen that often. Sometimes just once a week there would be a meeting. And he describes how he and others often were aggressive in taking other people's inventories. (laughs) Um, He just, he says it, you know, it's not hinted at. He says it in the story. Like that's what we did. Um, It's so funny to me how brazen he was about some stuff that, that wouldn't fly these days, you know, because not you know, because we've learned so many hard lessons over the next 80 years since our forefathers and foremothers began everything, you know. The other big thing, I said two things. The the other big thing that popped up for me at meetings recently was the concept of resentment being the number one offender. That resentment destroys more alcoholics than anything else. Think about that for a second. Our literature doesn't say that that someone dying or getting a cancer diagnosis or anything else is the number one thing to watch out for. Our literature says the number one thing is resentment. It doesn't say that resentment is one of multiple things you gotta watch out for. It says, it's, it flat out says resentment is number one and it doesn't even say a number two. So it must be a big deal. And when I think back on how bold that statement is, and it's a bold statement to just put that out there and say, this is the thing. I ultimately spent a few minutes thinking about how many people tried to get sober and failed and then tried again and failed and just kept trying years ago. Just they kept track of their progress. They kept laying out what the biggest potholes were to look for, started writing literature that I could read 80 years later and, um, And in my mind, that means a lot of people fell down so that we could stand up. And for that, I am so, so grateful. I cannot imagine a life where 12-step recovery wasn't a tried and true method available in every corner of the United States. It is an incredible gift. Thanks for letting me share.